Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. Hello, happy Monday. Today is brought to you by coffee. Coffee and rain. Coffee and rain. Sometimes I just really... Don't you feel like coffee like really saves your life sometimes? 100%. Like I think I would be like pretty upset right now if I didn't have this cup of coffee in my hand. No, and I feel like people say that the the caffeine thing could be like mental to an extent, but I just, if it's mental, let it be mental because- Oh, I think it's 100% mental. Like I don't know if I feel any physical difference from a cup of coffee, but in my brain, it it makes the whole- (laughs) It really does though. Like I feel that too. I wake up like a zombie. I think people probably have this impression that I wake up like bright eyed and bushy tailed and ready to take on the day. No, Linda is very zombie like in the morning. I'm like, like, you can't see me, but my eyes are like always half open. And then once I have some sort of energizing situation, I feel worlds different in the first taste, which is how you know it's false. Right. That's how you know it's mental because literally I smell it and I'm like, it's okay. Good morning. (laughs) Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, it's not all right today. And then I smell it and then I'm like, it's okay. It's all okay. okay. Exactly. Mm. So thanks coffee. Gratitude coffee. That reminds me. We have, oh my God, this is so, yesterday, um, Julia and I were with Ashley and we we were trying out our Sunday Scaries product which obviously you guys if you haven't tried them if you haven't I don't know what you're doing million stores what the heck are you doing but Sunday Scaries is one of our new sponsors so of course we got some products from them and we were testing them out and the second that Ashley tries <laughs> the unicorn strip she's like I feel something <laughs> we're, like, <laughs> we're like no <laughs> doesn't work like that it was hilarious but also at one point me and Julie just like looked at each other and just <laughs> smiled I- <laughs> we were just like so chilled we were just like yeah but we we like saw it in each other and there was it happened at the same exact time too where we just locked eyes and we just nodded and we said nothing further (laughs) so yeah if you want to chill out get some of those unicorn jerkies they're really awesome It's actually so funny because we're like actually like it's not THC it's literally CBD like it's not gonna do anything to you like you're just gonna get chilled out a little bit you'll feel a little relaxed and she's like something about hallucinating yeah she's like I think I'm hallucinating we're like, what the fuck she she literally maybe just had swallowed it yeah there you go mind over matter who knows yeah. Anyway, anyway, on Thursday, we have the incredible woman from the Almost 30 podcast. We have looked up to them forever mm-hmm. and we love their show. And we just have such a good chat with them about female friendship and being in business with a friend and what it means to approach this like 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I, They feel a little bit like our older sisters. We told that to them. And it's because they, they really focus, their podcast focuses on what we often talk talk about as the Saturn return of this 27 to 30 when you you really start to step into who you're going to be for the rest of your life and this show is a little more about earlier 20s now that we're at our mid 20s so it's it's it was fun to hear from them about like what really happens when you mm-hmm. when you get to 30 yeah and we've been talking with like our audience and DMs and stuff like that about whether they're like looking towards the future whether it's a fearful feeling or an excited feeling and i it definitely depends on where you are in your life what's going on your current circumstances so it was cool because I think we if you go to college you graduate and you have this expectation and I think there's a lot of fear so to kind of be embracing this place of excitement about whatever is to come and embracing the uncertainty has been really cool and they're they're just so great I love their dynamic we love their dynamic they were so you know they're clearly busy women they go full-time with their podcast and it was it just meant so much for them to like place their belief in us and chat with us and take some time to you know connect yeah and it they they totally show that it 30s is great yeah like there's nothing to worry about yeah and I really like, believe you gotta that. get it all done now I know I'm really starting to believe that the more we hear it from people that we really admire Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's been a common theme. I feel like they, all of these the major morals and lessons that we've learned throughout the show, it, it's just like 
people from all different walks of life repeat the same things to us. And it's, it hits home every single time. It like instills different belief and different levels of, I don't know, happiness and and all the things every single time that we hear it. Totally. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that and competition, especially competition comparison, um, because it's so palpable. But first, it's time for Pride and Pickle. (laughs) Did you plan that? No, I just didn't feel like the mustard energy to like, yeah. I get it. I get it. Plus people in your apartment might be asleep. Yeah. (laughs) So my pride this week, um, my pride this week is that, oh, there's more. Ooh, ooh, this is like Hannah Montana. Come back. Yeah. It's just going to sprinkle in throughout the episode. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh. Um, so my pride this week is I've been doing some reflecting on just where I'm at in life. And it's interesting because I'm like, what was the major shift in me feeling the way that I feel now? Because there are all these little things like I'll be super real with you guys a year ago, I was during this exact moment, I was like deeply insecure in my very long term relationship, like deeply. Um, And it was nothing that he was doing and everything in my own head and heart and like, insecurities and stuff. And I was like, what's the difference between then and now? And I really believe uh, that at the time I logically knew my worth, but I feel like now at this time in my life, I'm actually living in my worth. Like I'm, there's a difference between thinking about it and knowing it and then like living it and embodying it. And I really feel like that's a huge difference as I, as I, beyond the belief, I'm actually like acting and, and choosing the behaviors and thoughts and all that stuff that actually feel aligned because I was reflecting. I'm like, I'm like, of course I have these little thoughts every now and then where I'm like, do you love me? But like silly, right? I don't actually believe that. Um, and it, it, I just think it, it is, it has everything to do, like the confidence that I've gained has everything to do with actually living in my worth as opposed yeah. to so it was just it was just an interesting little little thoughts and I do feel that from you I really do that means a lot it means a lot because I I like I don't know I feel it and I think that it kind of comes back to this whole mid-20s to 30s thing that we were talking with to uh, almost 30 is that your early 20s you're just you're just kind of like living your life for other people trying Mm -hmm. to impress others even if you don't realize it right like it's you're doing what you think you're supposed to be doing and I think now in our mid-20s and because of all this you know deep work and deep conversations that we've had I think we're going to continue to find new ways to live in our worth and that's really exciting to me um thank you Jalia (laughs) Jalia (laughs) um my pickle. Oh my God. My pickle is that my dog ran away. Oh my God. I forgot. I forgot that this was this week, right? Um, I'll make it short because we don't need to go into the deep depths. But, but she's found. She's found. But she's found. Oh yes. She's found. Muffin is home safe and sound. Little dog. What a, what a mess. Claudia, my mom, went back to work for one day. After one full year of living in a pandemic, she went back to work as a not stay at home uh worker and she goes to the city and Victor my brother lets Muffin out in the yard and I come home from my class and I'm like why are all the doors open what's happening he's like I'm looking for Muffin I'm like what do you mean you're looking for her like this is such a well-behaved little little child's dog he like literally just sits there like she's not a runner she's not an explorer she's just he's a lap dog She is a lap dog. And it's funny because whenever ghost comes over, Julia always asks me, are all the gates closed, blah, blah, blah. And I'm always like, yeah, Drew, no worries. But I've never had to second guess that because even if the gates were open, like, Muffin would just stay. He just like sits behind the gate. Like, she's like, if you don't tell me go, I won't. So like, we leave her leashless whenever we go and, and like get the groceries from the car or whatever. And we just see her for the first time. Like we just leave the door open. She comes on out. She'll go out on the lawn. She'll come back in. She's very good. She just will wag her little tail. So anyway, then we can't find her anywhere. And people, Julia included, are like, she's probably in the house. I'm like, I'm telling you, she's not in the house. I thought maybe she was like in a closet somewhere. I I looked everywhere. I looked in the garbage can. I looked in the washing machine. I don't know how she would get there, but like maybe someone maybe accidentally placed her in there. I don't know. So long story short, 
then she's nowhere to be found. We're like, she's gone. And my mom's in the city. This is my mom's best friend in the whole freaking planet. So imagine me being like, oh, mom, your first day back at work, your dog's gone and dead. Like what? Your mom would have, I don't know what she would have done. <sighs> it was horrible. She would have died. And then, <laughs> and then after after calling my sweet friend, Ashley Kate, and, and she, her and her mom coming to the rescue, searching, screaming down the streets, muffin, running, literally sprinting, um, and looking under cars. Like, it was actually horrible. I'm laughing about it now, but it was horrible in the moment. Horrid. Horrid. Um, and then we ended up the power of social media. We and Someone sent me a screenshot in the Belmore, my town, parents group of my dog in someone else's home. It said missing angel. <laughs> See, thank God though for like good fucking people. Right? Like, like come on. They just good took people. Care. Such good people. And it, it was just crazy. I couldn't believe that within less than two hours we found her because of social media. I like know. someone just happened to post missing angel. And then I sent some proof that it was my dog. Oh, and then she was found. But the, but the, the truth is, is that she only ran away because she was looking for your mother. Oh, yes. That's a key point of the story is I think Victor left her out for too long. I don't think he'll admit it. By too long, I mean, like, as opposed to three minutes, like maybe five. And then I think she just was like, where's my mom? And then maybe decided this little hole in the side of my house was the entrance to the, the living room or something. <laughs> it's weird that she like squeezed her body through that little hole. I know. I don't know. I guess she can morph. She's like a transformer in dog form. <laughs> well, thank God that she's found and safe and okay. And thank God for good people that found her and took her in and posted about it to like really try to find her home. 100%. Because in all seriousness, I, there was a point where I'm, again, I'm being so silly, but like there was a point where I'm like, that's the last time I'm going to see her. And how am I going to tell my mom? And Oh and like Ashley called the police like it, it was crazy I just had no idea I never thought we would find her again and then and then there she was like wagging her little tail all safe and sound I pictured her having like dust and dirt all over her <laughs> that is so sad I know but alas she's okay you guys make sure you keep your collars on your dogs and if you yeah. ever happen to lose one Facebook group <laughs> Facebook group now you know now you know okay well glad muffin is home safe and that there are some good people in the world makes you makes you think a little bit there are some good people out there absolutely (laughs) um what about you girl my pride this week is similar to yours in which I have I have this like mantra now and I don't know when I came up with it of like that and I like say it to myself all the time when I'm having like a moment of like frustration or like doubt or like insecurity or like any of those you know negative self things that we do um and it's like I tell myself like I have this deep belief that like the universe is going to show up for me and then I'm going to have like everything that I've ever wanted and like amazing success and great love and that like the universe is going to show up for me and anything that is like happening now is like happening for me and And that like, no matter what, like, even if it's something that feels disappointing or upsetting that like it's happening on purpose. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know when I started saying that to myself, probably not that long ago, but like, I really believe it. Like I re like, I I'm sure when I started saying it, that I was just like trying to believe it. And now like, I really do believe it. Like whenever I have them and I actually, like, I say those things to myself, like, it's not just something that I like pretend to know. Like whenever I'm having a moment like that, I like actually say that out loud to myself, like, and it really, and then I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, 100%. And I know it to be true now. Yes, that is so beautiful. And it's funny, I'm just, I'm thinking of myself, every time Julia says something inspiring, I like make the facial expressions of being in deep awe of what she's saying. And I'm like, wow, people probably think I'm just ignoring her because I'm not saying anything. I'm just showing up my face. People probably think I'm like painting my nails, being... She's filing her nails over there. All right, I'm like, okay, Julia, shush. No, it, that it's it's so beautiful. And I, I hear that in you. I, I see it in you, obviously. And I feel like one of the biggest ways in which I see it beyond like I know how you use it in your personal life but I feel like it's really powerful because the way that you lead your life is so like bold and bright and 
like authentic more than ever that I really think I see the way that it affects people around us and helps them choose to shift their own perspectives. Wow. I hope so. I, I believe so. That's For cool. Sure. I feel like I don't notice that as much. Yeah. But I, but I do notice it in myself. I, I definitely notice the impact. And I, and I, and I even like people who listen to our podcast, like, I think it's just a different perspective shift. Hmm. Lovely. She's a role model. Oh, I do. I really, I really, but similar to yours in that, like, there's a, di- there is some sort of shift between like knowing it and saying it and then actually like living in it and like really yeah. believing it. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, no, believing it's not the right word. It's living in it. Like I like yes. the phrase that you used because mm-hmm. I did always believe that, but now I really feel like I'm embodying that. Yes. That's the key. Yeah. That's the key. I love the way that you said that. And yeah, it really, it makes things easier because even when something feels like disappointing and it's not like a scapegoat, it's that it's just really, I know it to be true. Like anything that's like, or feels like a roadblock or a disappointment, yeah. or like it didn't work out. Like I know that it's serving a greater purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know what you mean. And I'm glad that you mentioned that about um, it's not a, a scapegoat. Cause I think sometimes things like that are looked at Oh, you know, not, not an excuse, I guess, like a scapegoat, like you're saying, like you're saying, um, I think that when you're not in that place, it's really hard to like, look at something and be like, Oh, how, how is that possible? How can you look at everything in life and actually believe that it serves a purpose? And like, I think it's not to say that it doesn't hurt you in the moment or that like, you can't have any like negative feelings, Yeah, but it's just having this, this different approach I don't know I also think it's like something about like not living in that emotion for too long like feeling Mm. the emotion like let's say it's something just let's say something didn't work out let's say like I had an audition that I really wanted and I didn't get it Mm -hmm. of course in that moment like I'm gonna feel disappointed but instead of going like down that spiral of like it's me or like I it's never gonna work out like instead of living in those emotions it's like okay, yeah, I feel disappointed about this thing, but I know that maybe I didn't get this because I'm meant to get this later. Like that it's all supposed to, you know, I think it's just like the, it's a reframing. So as not to stay in those negative emotions. Cause like sitting in those don't really serve you. It's definitely feel it, of course, feel it. But then it's the knowing that it is for a greater purpose. So like, there's no need to waste the time in the, in the, for sure those emotions you know what I mean? and I think for I think for some people who like don't um and the almost 30 girls kind of touched on this too like when it comes to like spirituality and and meditative practices and all that stuff that there was this like weird transition in their lives too where it wasn't a part of their lives and then it like slowly crept up into something more more powerful and I think for some people it's like oh well if you you know if you just keep accepting it it's kind of like like excuses making excuses and I just don't think I understand why there's that perspective but it's like those things can really coexist like you can simultaneously know that there's a greater purpose and and embody that knowing and then also have all of these goals that you set and put little efforts in in order to get there like I don't I don't know right I don't think it has anything to not do with like wanting things really bad or working really hard like I feel like I work harder knowing that exactly like and yeah I I want things really bad and I work really hard and I think having that knowing like only makes it only makes me work harder because then it's not like a huge it's not like it's not like falling all the way down when something doesn't work out it's just like a step back and then okay keep running like you know exactly yeah and I feel like more than ever I've seen differently which is interesting in our own lives play out coming up against like little little bumps or obstacles along the way and just being like okay that's what it is and keep going there's exactly I think there's that's part of the thing that both you and I have really gotten really good at yeah um is understanding obstacles accepting them and pivoting. Like, I think we've gotten really good at pivoting because yeah. I, in all ways where we talk about the whole progress is progress, as long as you don't give up, I see time and time again, people around me that come up against this obstacle and I've lived in this forever. So this is not a judgment phrase. It's just like something that I feel like I've learned and you've learned is there's like this threshold, almost like this test of, are, are you going to stop here? Yeah. Or are you going to keep pushing or are you going to pivot? 
And when you push through that threshold and you do choose the pivot or you do choose to keep pushing, I think that's where you see all of the, I guess, reward. Yeah. The benefit. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think having that knowing allows you to do that. Yeah. Because exactly. Because I, I think we, we sometimes equate hard work solely to this like deep grit that without, and we don't usually marry it with compassion. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we do allow both of them to coexist, it's like this whole different experience. Cause you, you, it's like you're your own cheerleader along the way. Oh, beautifully said, bud. Thank you. I totally agree. We're still in pride and pickles. And my pickle is this girl. I don't want to feel it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be like, Julia, that's, you're being annoying. But the girl that lives under me, she's like so lovely, like super nice girl. Um, but she plays her music really fucking loud mm-hmm. at really inconvenient times. Like I love a banger. I love a rave, a, an apartment rave. Like, do you like blast that music on a Friday, Saturday, Thursday night? Like do it, blast yeah. it, love it, love it for you. Love it for everybody. You know, I love loud music. I'm always playing loud love music. It. Yeah. Always. On the weekends, not at Wednesday at three o'clock and not at Sunday morning at 9.30 yes you know and I'm not trying to be a Grinch but please no. don't blast your music on Wednesday at three o'clock or Sunday at 9 30. totally no I think that's a hard thing about living in an apartment and I know you love your space I love your space we all love your space but I feel like that's an interesting thing that it's like oh shit like I have to be kind of mindful like I think about you and like you record a lot of stuff like yeah. you have to be recording or in meetings or like stuff like that all the time and it's hard. I always imagine people in an apartment like banging a broom to the ceiling. <laughs> I know I sometimes want to bang this to the floor, <laughs> but it's just because she's directly under me and New York apartments, like everything is thin. So like you hear her music so loud, like almost that it's playing in my apartment. Not, It's not like, oh, it's like an annoying background. Like it's yeah. fucking loud. And like the beat, she must have like a good speakers, which yeah. I like, love that for her. Love that for her. But the whole apartment vibrates. Oh my God. Of the bass. And like, that's how loud it is. Like, I'm not being like, oh, it's kind of loud. Like my apartment vibrates. The glasses on my bar cart clink because. Oh my God. Good speakers. That's so valid. Which it's- I really love for her on a Friday night. Yeah. I just don't love it on a Sunday 930. 100%. Oh, wow. No, that's hard. Oh, and it's also not something you can plan around. <laughs> No. Unless you just assume it's going to be all the time and then you got to go do your recordings in the park. <laughs> yeah. Feeling like such a Grinch. Sorry, girl. I really, I really do love people playing loud music. I do it all the time. Just like, just like be like a little mindful about when you're playing it. Also, she must have just like really good speakers and she probably doesn't realize how good her speakers are. Cause like, I think when I play music from my TV, like you don't hear it in the hallway when you go out into the hallway, but her music you hear in the hallway. So she must just have like really good speakers, which mm. I do love for her, but not for me. Not for you. And that's valid. That's oh, valid. I'm such a grinch. Sorry. Oh, you're really not. It's, it's not like you're going in like toilet papering her apartment. Oh my God, no. And she's so sweet. It's just like, I didn't love it this morning at 930. Yeah. And it was like, it was like EDM music at 930. It wasn't even like some nice Sunday morning music. Ooh, I love well, well, my card at, on Friday or Saturday night. Hmm. Oh, no, that, that is hard. It is hard. It's, it's like that, that discomfort of like, do I say something? I personally, the way I, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't unless it was like super necessary. Like I had like an important yeah. audition that was live and I needed to do it right then. And it was like, so yeah like when you made me go next door and tell them to stop oh yeah but that was annoying and we were trying to record our podcast and they were like oh <laughs> there was like a man singing opera in the apartment next door but he doesn't even live there he was like painting <laughs> it was like we can't have this sir um sir wait this must come to an end <laughs> this must come to an end um yeah you know trials and tribulations of new york of Jedia. <laughs> oh i feel like such a grinch sorry it serves a purpose. It's had fine. to get it out. Had to get it out. That it's was testing you. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Oh, very quick. Very quick. I think. Wait. 
I think, okay, this just relates to last week's episode and a previous one. I think my fear of thinking, people thinking that I'm lying when I'm telling the truth comes from that time when I shaved my legs and my mom, th- I didn't shave my legs and my mom thought I did. <gasps> that is the trauma that ensued all of this? Maybe. I think so because I did not shave a little hair on my leggy leg leg and, and my they mom really thought that you did. They really did. And another follow-up on a previous pickle, my boss said love you at the end of a phone call by accident. (laughs) No way! And he started cracking up and I was dying because I'm like, that's my fear. (laughs) It's so funny too because after we talked about it, I was having more fear about it. Like usually we talk about it and like release the fear, release the fear. We talked about it and then I was like, I'm going to say I love you. (laughs) I'm so scared. (laughs) I'm going to say I love you to the mailman. (laughs) I always think I'm gonna say I love you especially with our friends Drew because we're always like okay love you peace and blessings have a great day I wish you joy and love and peace and hope and like (laughs) it goes on for a really long time usually (laughs) it really does all right well thanks for the follow-ups we love a follow-up we love a follow-up anytime anytime (laughs) anyway Anyway, um, in the spirit of talking about comparison and all of that type of stuff, how, hmm, I feel like you're really good at this, so this is hard, but how do you think people, so someone that might be, I think relationships in particular can be like a tricky subject for people, relationships, job, all the things we compare ourselves in. What would be your advice for someone who is experiencing, I guess, some feelings of jealousy or desiring something that someone else in their life has and is coming up against like difficulty and being happy for someone else and celebrating what they're experiencing because it's something they want so much. So, um, here's a little something that you may or may not know about me. I don't sleep well. No, I'm a horrid, horrid sleeper, but I'm really good at staying awake and staring at my ceiling and having anxiety and thinking about everything that one could possibly think about when you're supposed to be going to bed. So I'm always looking for new ways to get my shit together because it's not fun. You know, my head hits the pillow, bam, my mind is racing. I'm sure some of you can relate. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Fortunately, I finally found something that helps. I found Sunday Scaries and realized that they make products specifically for overthinkers and night owls like me hello drag me through the mud for the overthinking sunday scaries cbd gummies help me decompress clear my head and fall asleep so i can actually wake up and be a fully functioning human being and do all the cool good shit that i gotta do so let me tell you there is no risk to buy this company offers 100 lifetime money back guarantee if the product's not for you that's okay you'll get your money back sunday scaries is in the stress relieving business not the stress causing business thank you sunday scaries and just because i like them so much we got you 25 percent off to prove it all you have to do is go visit sundayscaries.com use our promo code 20s for your discount that's promo code 20s t-w-e-n-t-i-e-s for 25% off yes 25% off at sundayscaries.com you're effing amazing you won't regret joining the squad head over to sundayscaries.com use our promo code 20s and get yourself some incredible Sunday Scaries CBD gummies. And if you're sleeping better, you're welcome. You're so welcome. Go use that promo code now and fix your life. Okay, bye. Attention, attention. Calling all sneaker lovers. Calling all sneaker lovers. I have incredible news because our newest sponsor here at Roaring 20s Podcast is eBay. eBay is the original sneaker marketplace and it is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. Whether it's a rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you are looking for. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. So a team of experienced sneaker authenticators verified the logo, the box, the stitching, dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee that includes a digital stamp 
of authenticity and it also protects sellers with a verified return policy. And for you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your collection, which is just incredible. So go head over to ebay.com slash sneakers today.ebay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. So go ahead, girl, go get yourself a pair of cute sneaks. You deserve it. Get a pair for your boyfriend, for your dad, your mom, your dog. I don't know. Everybody loves a good sneaker. Go head over to eBay and enjoy. Yeah, I think I struggled with that early, earlier on, like right after college. I think that that was like a definitely a struggle of mine in terms of career, especially mm-hmm. like watching other people succeed and feeling like I wasn't on that same um, timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely don't feel that way anymore. I feel like I've really gotten rid of a lot of that. Because I, um, I feel, yeah. I think, honestly, I think that the way that I got rid of that was watching other, finding good community mm-hmm. and watching other people in community uplift people as opposed to compare or tear people down or judge and really see how like that brings so much more joy and peace and excitement and like happiness to the collective, like to mm-hmm. the whole group. And I don't know if that's making sense but like I feel no, like just watching by example of like other women especially women like women supporting other women and like when someone gets something or achieves something or it finds happiness or joins something watching other people hype them up mm-hmm. like I feel like by example I was like that rocks like seeing yeah. that and like how it makes that person feel how it makes how it makes the hypey and the hyper feel Um, And I think that that really comes from first finding good community and there is that example and there is that precedent of it because like these girls, like for example, like these girls in my, um, in my acting class, I feel so blessed by this community because like everyone in this class fucking hypes each other up like crazy like someone achieves something someone books a part someone gets a callback someone does this does that everyone is like yes girl like you're amazing you rock like kill it so deserved like can't wait to watch you blah blah blah. and it's not fake like everybody really feels that way and I think it came from like someone setting that precedent and then we all hopped on that train and it feels so good to hype someone up for their achievement like it feels amazing when I see a friend achieve something and I get to tell her like you deserve that I'm proud of you like supporting you cheering you on that feels incredible and when you get it back it feels incredible and it feels so much better than comparing yourself or saying oh why didn't I get that or like she didn't deserve that or you know why her and not me it feels so much better to be like, yes to you, girl. And soon it's going to be me too. Yes. Oh, that was so beautifully put, Ju. And I think I I see the impact that your community has on you. And it's so true. Like, I think something I want to be more intentional about is, and I do it sometimes. And we talk a lot about how social media can be tricky sometimes, but then there are so many positive aspects. Like you could find your dog and you can mm-hmm. hype people up and you can make friends and connections from either a community near you or around the world. Like I know for me being a mentor of Jesse's program, Jesse Jean, who we had on in some of our first few episodes, maybe 25. Um, it's just like being able to support people and hype them up and, and, and just be there for them and instill belief that wherever it is that they want to go, they can go or celebrate what it is. Like it, it is so fulfilling. And something I want to be more intentional about is hyping up people that wouldn't expect me to hype them up. So I guess what I mean is like, um, like people from college that I haven't connected with in a while, like I want to be intentional about as opposed to I don't know. You know how you see people looking at your stuff and it's not like they're required to say anything or celebrate you, but I want to be the person that like goes out of my way to celebrate someone who doesn't expect me to celebrate them. And I think practicing that, I think practicing that is what got rid of that 
perfect for me. Exactly. And I think it models the way for people to, to do it back. Absolutely. Not even to you, but to others. A hundred percent. And I don't, and I think, I don't think it was intentional of like, I need to stop comparing myself to, well, no, it was, of course, that was an intentional thing, like of knowing that comparison and competition don't serve you because everybody's on their own timeline. But I think, but just doing that over and over, you know, taking that example that these other women in my community have set and paying it forward and following in, the, in their footsteps and their example, like, and just practicing that, it, it, it got rid of itself. Like the comparison yeah. factor, the competition factor got rid of itself because you, because you realize that practicing that feels so good. It does feel so good. And, and it's also like, you're not doing it in order to get it back, but it's almost like putting this energy out and I think also, you know what, that's just came to my mind, but I think also a big piece of it is sometimes people feel jealousy over like, oh, that person's perfect. Like I know something that was really hard for me. And I think for you too, Ju, is like throughout college and high school that we had a lot of like what you would look at from the outside and be like, oh my gosh, she's such a high achiever. She's such a high achiever. And I think we've always been looked at as people who are classified in that realm. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason why originally sharing that I was struggling or being vulnerable or being like, I don't have it all together was really freaking hard. But I've found that showing, and so I know you have too, like showing this human side of us, like, hi, I struggle. Hi, I compare myself sometimes. Hi, I, you know, feel insecure sometimes. I have self-doubt. I think it's, it gives this like human aspect to people where it's like, yes, I, I struggle in this space sometimes, but like, here are the things that I do to, to navigate that. I'm not trying to put on this, this facade any longer of being perfect, yeah. but I'm going to continue to strive for these goals and, you know, a, a, uh, approach it with a gentle heart, like along the way. I don't know. So I think that makes a big difference too, is like sh- showing both sides of the story. Yeah. And I think it, I really like the advice I would give is like, just like start and do it genuinely. Don't do it fake. Like start genuinely hyping up people around you like when someone you love or care about or admire or is in close proximity to you achieve something or like is happy like give hype them up and like you'll see that it makes you feel really good as well and I think it's like it's just one of those things that becomes a little like addictive honestly I agree and and it's it feels it's like one of those things like when we talk about giving showing our gratitude for others like when we see how freaking excited people feel for how grateful we are for them or showing that little extra message of appreciation like I know when I get messages from Julia and she's like I just want you to know like I really appreciate you I really love you I'm proud like whatever it is like it always means so much to me no matter no matter when or why or whatever and just celebrating others you see the the impact that it makes on them even if it's a thank you like you know it makes them feel good right and it's like sending a message to someone like you like someone that you're close with or if it's like you see a girl on Instagram that you went to college with and you like love her outfit tell her you love her outfit like but do it genuinely if you don't like her outfit don't tell her you like her outfit like that's (laughs) fake like don't be fake like if you like her outfit tell her yeah Exactly. Because I think so often we're like scrolling and we have these thoughts like we we very likely as opposed to even like, like, let's get rid of the whole competition and whatever thing like we might really have a thought of Oh, I really like that or Oh, I'm really happy for her. And then we don't say something not that we have to, but making that choice to say something could really make someone's day. Right. Or imagine that's how you start. Imagine it's like you see the picture of someone like, I don't know, let's use the outfit example because it's easy. Like, let's say you see a girl in like a really cute outfit with a really cute picture and she's like doing something really cute and at first you're like oh my god so cute love her outfit like what a cute background and then you're like and then you can go into that spiral of like fuck like well why is that not me like why am why am I not doing something fun like why am I not wearing a cute outfit okay like fuck her like blah blah you can easily go down that spiral or you can be like oh my god cute outfit I'm gonna let her know and then you can tell her and be like cute outfit girl like looks like you're having a blast and then, and then you're happy about it instead of going down this spiral of like, why not me? Why not me? Why not me? Yeah. And it can also get like so much deeper. Like it can be so, so many different layers. I feel like when so many thoughts can happen when you look at an image, whether it's like Julia said of why isn't my life like that? Or why don't I look like that? Or oh, she's always succeeding. Or um, maybe it's like financial. Maybe it's like, oh, I, I can't afford a trip like that right now because of my job or lack thereof, or because of like so many different routes that it can go down. And I really do think that not only like shifting that perspective and feeling it, and that doesn't mean that whatever you feel initially isn't, you know, worth feeling or isn't valid of feeling, but it's just like really questioning what's going to be most productive and what's actually going to feel good for me. 
Um, and a lot of times it really is that outpour of positive energy. And if you're, it's not like forcing yourself to do it. If you 100% don't want to, it's just kind of flipping that perspective. And I think something you've taught me, Ju, that I never really like thought about was like the whole idea of abundance and that like, just going to talk about that. (laughs) There you go. Um, and that someone else's success, like doesn't take away from what's available for you. Um, and I think that that's a really, that's something that you've taught me that I never really just thought about, because I think a lot of times, um, whether it's like for, I guess I think a lot about college and like, whether it's for an award or like all these things, it feels like there's only so much, but I think it, there's, it's just so much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's shifting your belief and perspective on abundance versus lack. And there's like this thing called an abundance mindset and a lack mindset. And it's very much backed by neuroscience of like, when you believe in abundance, like your brain lights up in a different way and it, which ultimately, you know, produces good hormones and allows you to achieve more. So like believing when you see someone, like, I think I used to have a lack mindset, especially when it came to career. Like if she got that job, I won't get it. Like, but now I see, okay, that's a lack mindset. What does that lack mindset do? It makes me feel small. It puts me in a box. Like it makes me have self-doubt, makes me talk negatively to myself. It makes me not work harder because I believe that there's not out stuff out there for me. Like it makes me retreat. Whereas switching that to an abundance mindset, I see someone achieve something that maybe I want. I'm like, oh my God, like good for her. And if she can do it, I can do it too. And then it makes you work harder. I'm like, okay, great. Like she got that. Like I'm going to work my ass off so that I can get that also. And switch and believing that someone achieving something is making more space for you to achieve as well and it really I and so instead of going into that like self-doubt and that retreating it goes into you know working harder and looking for opportunity and I think switching that mindset from from lack to abundance is like the it makes the biggest difference yeah. And I think that the the thing about if they can do it, I can do it too. I think that is a, a huge component of the whole process is like someone else's, as opposed to looking at it as they're taking away of what, from what I'm able to do, showing you that, oh, somebody can achieve this and I can be one of those people. Like, oh, look, she did that. I could do it too. And I think that that's how I've really embraced it as well is whenever I've had these comparison things, it's like when you combine the abundance mindset with believing in your worth, living in your worth, all of that stuff. I think it just all comes together to make it possible for you to do those things. Because I think when we're in that lack mindset, a lot of times it's because we don't feel in comparison. We don't feel like we measure up to someone else as opposed to maybe using someone as a role model or, you know, thinking about like, I don't think it takes away from us to, to think we're obviously not all in this, on the same playing field in terms of like experience or, or thoughts or like just whatever. And I think it's okay to ask like, oh, she got to point B. Huh? What, what steps did she take to get there? Like, what are some of the qualities that I admire about this person or some of the qualities that I feel like got them to this place? Like you're allowed to embody those things too. Yeah. And like, like learning from people, using people as an example rather than as like a competition. Right. As if you have to like out, um, outweigh what they do or like or surpass what it is that they've done in order to get there like I think sometimes just modeling the same qualities and behaviors and and using them as your own in your own unique way um can benefit you enough yeah absolutely and you know I'm big on like energy and stuff and like when you think about lack versus abundance like I think of lack as like okay like there's only you know back in the day when we were like you know, cavemen and we had to like hunt for food and like blah, blah. When you think of lack mindset, if you really believe that there's only enough food for one person, then only one person in the group survives because that person's going to like eat all the food. But then when you think of like abundance, like that there's enough food for us to go gather and hunt and share and spread around, then like the community thrives. And I just think that that's such like a better like place to put your energy into instead of believing that like only one will survive. How can Mm -hmm. I serve myself and serve the community comes back it it, a lot of things have come back to community to me for me lately of like taking example from my community and really realizing that like in community in community when when you lift 
lift each when you lift others up like they're in turn going to lift you up and that like everyone is on a higher frequency yeah absolutely and I think uh, another thing I know we've gone on on and on but something that just popped into my head is I think another thing that has helped us navigate those feelings is also recognizing that like any sort of that it's not about us. So like to not taking things personally, knowing that what sometimes what people are saying or doing are a projection actually all the time. Um, And I, what I think we've gotten very good at too, is like taking what works for us and leaving what we don't and looking at different things and situations and people a little bit more, what is it, objectively, um, than as opposed to like taking it really personally and really deeply And I guess what I mean by that is like, I know a lot of things like when it comes to wellness that I, and and health and fitness and all that stuff that I used to take really literally, like I used to feel very attacked and take very personal. Like if someone had a new, I don't know, form of eating or form of exercising or said, this is the thing that's going to be the best for you. I used to really take that to heart and be like, shit, is that what I should be doing? What am I doing wrong? I can only have this body if I do this thing. And I think I've just like there, there have been comments lately that I've heard around me that I've just been able to be like, okay, that's their thing. And I get to do my thing. Yeah. And it, it's just really cool to see that type of growth, especially in places where you feel most, where you once felt most insecure. Mm-hmm. I also think there's something in being an example of like the type of person that you want to be, like being your own example of like, hmm, how do I say this? Like, um, I think, you know, if, when you, when you show up in support of other people, like it makes people believe that you're like a person that others want to be around and a person that people want to work with and a person that people want to support. So like when something comes up, like they'll come back to you, like that energy is going to come back to you. Like, let's say, like, let's, let's talk about it in a job environment. Like, let's say, you know, you're in a community in which you have a network of people and someone in that community or that network achieves something and you're there to support them and like blah blah blah. next time now that they've 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 got it for them so when they see an opportunity come up they don't need it anymore because they've got it now they're going to pass it on to you Mm -hmm. because you were someone that is is positive to be around you're someone that's a support a supportive community member like people want to pass people when you show up for people, they're going to show up for you back in, in, in turn. And actually, um, Dr. Mike J talks a lot about this in, in the defining decade about networking and uh, how, and how important network is. And I think it's more beyond what we think just of like networking. It's like, oh, you have to sell yourself and blah, blah, blah. I think it's really just like being a supportive and positive person. And like, then people see that in you and people see you as an example and they want to give it back to you. Like I know so many people who have achieved things through that, who have just been genuine, good, supportive people. And then when, because there is abundance, because there is truly abundance, when someone sees something and they already have it and they don't need it for themselves, they're, they are going to pass it on to you. Mm -hmm. And that's how like this whole thing works. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's really interesting because I think we, with the whole, I lost my train of thought. Fuck. But it can apply to anything, like not just jobs. Like when I think about like, Mm -hmm. oh, like let's say I had a single friend and I had another single friend and like, I wanted to like set them up. I'm not, I'm not going to set up my single friend with someone that is like, I don't know, maybe like not a negative, like more of a negative energy or something. Like I'm going to set, you know, that who's someone who's like always comparing relationships and blah, blah, blah. Like that's not the person you want to set someone up with. Like you want to set up your person with someone that is like giving and like genuinely believes in positive relationships and like uplifts other relationships. I don't know, like that can sound maybe a little petty, but it's true. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think the energy that we put out into the world and to people is everything. And I feel like that's why it's definitely so important to me. And I don't, I don't know that I ever thought about it. Now I think about it more so that way, but I think at the time, like I, it was, which we've talked about before for me, it's like such a core desire for people to really feel a positive and warm and genuine energy from me. And I, I 100% have seen the, I don't know if rewards the right word, but the reward in that is not only is that purpose achieved, but then it's like something like people want to continue to connect with you. People want to continue to, to support you because you, you put that out to them. 
And I'm in no way saying that people have to be like sunshiny, positive no. people. Like if that's not you, don't fake that. Like be be yourself. If you're sarcastic or like whatever, like that's amazing. I love those people too. Like I'm not in any way saying that people have to be like sunshine, rainbows, bubble, positive no, no, no. land. Um, I'm not even saying you have to be optimistic. I'm just saying if you live in abundance and you truly believe that there is enough for everybody to go around versus lack, I promise you that it will come back to you. Yeah. And I think more than anything, it's just a, a, a better use of your energy because it, it sucks less out of you. So it's not even totally. saying that you, oh my God, so much less energy spent. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's genuinely not even like you have to be this certain way. It's just like, even if you were to ask yourself how, what is going to feel best to me, I, I guarantee that harping on something that maybe is out of your control or harping on something that like could could just be looked at differently or felt differently it it will just make a difference totally and that goes back to my example of the outfit instagram picture like you can either spend all of that energy on that downward spiral and who knows how long that lasts an hour two hours a day like something like that could last for so long and you're spending all that energy on that and what's it doing for you nothing absolutely nothing except making you feel like crap or you can like switch the mindset give that positive feedback to somebody and and move on and do something like with your energy that's productive yeah for sure and that's also goes to say like I've totally been there guys I know Julia has too oh absolutely I think it's practice yeah with comparing whatever it is and I'm sure you guys have through over 120 episodes come to understand where our projections and where our comparisons mostly tend to lie around because it's funny a lot of our examples obviously revolve around those things right um but they've totally evolved for us as well because of that intention that we've put behind it and of course it's not perfect of course sometimes I'll see like someone on on Instagram like I don't know like living in such an authentic way and I'm like man I want to be more I want to be more like that but I guess it is even that is different like using it as a as inspiration as as opposed to competition yeah like I I I have gone down that that negative spiral thousands of times Mm -hmm. of course we've all been there but through practice because I knew that that wasn't serving me because I hated the way that I felt when I went down that negative spiral. I, I didn't like the way I felt when I was comparing or when I was uh, putting myself in competition or judging or self-doubting. I don't like those feelings. So be, through practice, through knowing that this other route and like wishing people well and like supporting people, hyping people up, not comparing would make me feel better through practicing that it's become automatic. And at first it was practice. Like at first I had to be very intentional about it. And now I feel like it's really automatic. I kind of want to share this example and I'm kind of scared to share it. Okay. Let's just do it. it, Mm -hmm. My ex-boyfriend has a new girlfriend. I saw it on Instagram and not for one second. Did I feel why not me? fuck you. Not for one second. Mm -hmm. I was just like, because I practice this all the time, I was just like, you know what? Like, I I wish that I wish you guys so much happiness. Like I wish them happiness. And like, I think anyone could have easily gone down the, well, why is he in a new relationship and not me? Like, why am I there yet? Like, why is he found love and not me? Or like, why does he have a significant other and not me? Or like, what am I missing? What's wrong? Like, blah, blah. Like, I could have gone down that spiral so easily. And that would have fucking sucked because I would have wasted so much energy on that. It wouldn't have served me. It would have made me feel bad. And instead, because I've practiced this and because I know that it serves me, like, I really, and it wasn't fake. Like, I really genuinely believe, like, I really wish him so much happiness. And like, I know when my time is right, like I'll have someone new too. Mm, Wow. I think that is maybe the most powerful piece of this whole freaking episode that we've rambled on about. And thank you, Julia. I'm sure everyone is grateful for you sharing something that obviously brings a little bit of discomfort initially. But I think that just goes to show like these types of practices make such an impact. And it doesn't mean, of course, like some people's relationships and in all kinds of different ways. And it's, it's not shame to anyone for feeling any type of way when they see it, but what a more 
productive form of energy to respond in the way that you've trained yourself to respond. Yeah, it is like training. Like I've literally trained myself to respond that way to people. And like, it's not, and it doesn't feel fake. It's not like I'm like faking that. So I don't have to feel my emotions about it. I actually just really genuinely feel that way. And it comes back to like the universe showing up, really believing that the universe is going to show up for me because like, Mm -hmm. I do totally believe like, that it's not lack, that it's like, it's not like, oh, because he has love now, I can't have love. Like, yeah. no, it's like, totally. okay, like, I would, good for him. Like, I wish him so much happiness and love. And like, I hope that he finds everything he wants. And like, I'm going to get mine too. And when it's the right time, like, the universe is going to show up for me. And I know I'm going to have an amazing, beautiful relationship because, like, I know that that's what the universe has planned for me because I believe it. Totally. Oh, how beautiful. And for anyone that has experienced breakups and stuff like that, I'm certain that maybe you're you're in a place where you're like damn I want that mindset that Julia has around it because it is easy to look at something like that and be like fuck that fuck them like you know all those things so uh we're here with you and for you if that's the current experience that you're going through but hopefully this type of shift can not only be more productive for you but give you some hope that like you don't have to harness so much so much negative energy within you even if it is valid And no shame if you're, like, no shame to someone that, like, has seen that happen and, like, feels really upset and negative. I just, I realized for me that I don't want to spend my time on that or my energy Mm -hmm. on that and that it doesn't serve me personally. And, like, this other abundance mindset serves me, like, so much more. Personally, this is my personal journey. Like, no shame to anybody who is on a different journey or doesn't believe it. Like, Mm -hmm. this is just my personal journey and what's worked for me. And this is how it's panned out for you. And I think there's there's no shame either way. This is is the way it's panned out for you. This is the most productive form of energy. and, And we love it. Yeah. And it's practice. It does not happen overnight. Like I'm no way. <laughs> in no way can you wake up one day and be like, I'm gonna shift my mindset and like your mindset is shifted. Like, no, I think it is waking up one day and saying, I'm gonna shift my mindset and practicing every single day with every single thing that you do. And like that's hard. And you're gonna have setbacks and you're gonna have fallbacks and you're gonna have shame spirals and shit spirals and like blah blah blah. But eventually they become less and less and and then eventually you really don't really have them at all. Yeah. It's so cool. It really is so cool. And it's been so cool to watch the way you've responded be different, the way it's so funny because it's like, and maybe I've said this to you already, but it's like, I've always seen you so highly. I've always seen you as a person that really has been able to like, you know, navigate their internal temperature really well and like navigate situations really well. But it's like the way that it's, I didn't even know it was, it was possible for the way you handled things to to get even stronger but it's been really really cool to watch it unfold and yeah it's just inspiring thanks bud yeah I mean it I mean it I mean it and since we talked a little bit about and I know we're we're going on long here so just as maybe maybe like a wrap up um what do you think is something about our dynamic being friends and also doing the thing we do here what's something that you think would be interesting for our audience to know about us or just just something I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I should have prepared for this. I know. I should have too. Maybe we could do an episode on that instead. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Oh, what? Yeah, we should do an episode on that. But I, no, I was going to say, how do you think for both of us being, like, how do you navigate this? How do I navigate this? Um, for both of us being really high achievers, for both of us being performers in the sense of always wanted to wanting to perform our best when it comes mm-hmm. to putting out episodes all the time, like how do we navigate not comparing ourselves to each other? and um like being okay with of course always putting our best foot forward but like I don't know being okay with continuing to put out content anyway do you get my question (laughs) I think for me um really valuing and seeing what your strengths are and not acknowledging those strengths as like and like oh Brenda has these strengths and I don't Mm-hmm. as acknowledging your strengths and seeing them as really beautiful and again coming back to community what that brings to our team mm-hmm. you know because you have these skills and these strengths that I don't particularly have I have other ones and acknowledging like these are Brenda's strengths this is what she brings to the team I admire all these amazing things about her and like I have these strengths and that's what I bring to the team and that's what I admire about myself and I think mm-hmm. in instead of comparing it I've never felt that way I've always felt like look at how kick-ass she is and all this stuff and also selfishly that shit benefits me 
100%. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really have a different answer, obviously. Um, I guess the only thing that like, of course, to, to be authentic, things that have come up is like, anytime that I've thought, man, like I didn't, I didn't perform my best meaning like, oh, I didn't, you know, maybe I wasn't super concise with my thoughts because I tend to ramble or like, I don't feel like I brought as much value to this episode as I thought I wanted to, but I've never, and I would tell you guys on this episode authentically if it was otherwise, but I've never felt like, like Julie, like me, not Julia performing better, but like Julia adding extra value that episode, um, like takes away from me as a person, from what I bring to the podcast, like whatever. I think we just, we both like have acknowledged there are some topics that just like are on our hearts more than others. And I don't know, I think we do a really good job of celebrating each other's strengths and like just appreciating what it brings to to the unit that we are (laughs) I feel that way I feel that way too because sometimes if I'll feel that way of like oh like I wasn't as concise or I feel like I didn't make my point correctly or Mm -hmm. like I didn't have as much to bring to the table then I'm like but I'm glad Brenda did but I'm glad she brought it because I I was I was a little behind that day but like she my partner picked me up you know and it's we say it all the time we pick each other up like I really do feel that way like when I'm maybe you know lacking a little bit lack versus abundance like you you pick me up and then like on the days that maybe you're feeling like you're lacking a little bit I pick you up and that's what makes our team work yeah and I think it's a really it's a really beautiful strength because it's it can be hard like we talk about it with the almost 30 girls it can be it can be hard for a lot of people to have a partnership with someone especially when it comes to two strong ambitious women because you do want to give your best you want to give your best you want to add value and not just even in like a, a success type of way or, or like bringing financial um aspects to it but just more so like I think it's a, a big piece of it for us is it's it's part of our our purpose and on our hearts like that's why we want to bring so much value so it's not only just within our our best interest in terms of the jobs we're trying to to put together but like also it's just it's important to us so I think that really adds to it yeah and I like what you said like earlier in the episode about like learning from someone and I think that that's an example here too like one of the things that I really admire about Brenna is how uh, and one of her skills and strengths that I don't have is that she's really good at reaching out to people like she's really good at that and she does it in such an authentic, beautiful way. And I know that that is a skill that Brenda has that I don't necessarily have. But because I've admired that in Brenda, instead of like harping on myself for it, I'm like, what can I learn from her? And I've so actively watched and tried to learn from Brenda because she is so good at this so that like I can eventually be good at it too. Like, and it's not like, I need to be as good as her. Like I want to be in competition with her. It's like, she's really good at this thing. What can I learn from her? Mm, I love that. And it's so funny that you, <laughs> I don't know. It just goes to show that like, you never really know what it is that people admire about you. Cause, and it's not like, oh, it comes easy to me. Cause I'm not saying that either, but it's like not something at all that I think twice about because I don't feel like it's a skill. Like, I just feel like I'm just I don't know. Just yeah, no. That yeah. I don't know how to describe talent. it. It's one of your talents. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we've kind of rambled a lot. I know. And now, see, this is one of the things you guys hear is where being a, uh, a high achiever <laughs> comes into play. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna go on our shame spiral. <laughs> we're gonna get off of this and be like, did we say fucking anything that anybody cares about? <laughs> that usually happens after almost every episode. We're like, did we, was any of that interesting? Was any of that effective? Did yeah, seriously. Yeah, but sometimes I love an episode where we're like, wow, we fucking crushed that. <laughs> I know. After an interview, I love that. But then we're both like, it's okay. Yeah, like we did it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's totally great. Totally great. <laughs> and then we don't let ourselves go down that shame spiral because, you know, we believe in the abundance of episodes that we're going to have. And if this one wasn't, this one didn't hit, maybe the next one will. Maybe the next one. But seriously, thank you guys for supporting us. Thank you for listening so intently to every single word that we have to say, even when it's rambly, it's filled with so much love. So much um, ramble. Ramble nation. Ramble nation. Um, Anyone good at not rambling? We want to learn from you. <laughs> we learn from you. Can does anybody keep things concise? Not me. I know that about myself. Yeah. Um, but, but not to shame ourselves, just to acknowledge and see if we can learn from someone else. 
And you know what would be so validating? It would be so freaking validating if you're listening to this episode and you're like, oh my gosh, I want them to know how much I loved this episode and all other 100 and freaking 21 episodes. Uh, you can leave us a review. It only takes freaking five seconds. Wow, it takes fine. five seconds to leave a review. On Apple Podcasts. Good luck. The whole world and beyond to us. Seriously, it's it's so cool to talk to you guys in DMs and, and hear that this episode hit or to hear your freaking responses on the polls. So a review goes so much further than we could possibly describe absolutely and yeah just start practicing practice a little pay it forward a little little, sending that positive energy out there I promise you're gonna get it back and thank you guys so much if you're not already please subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, spotify subscribe to our youtube channel everywhere everywhere we love you guys and if you don't know that we have an instagram because i just realized people probably don't realize that we release more than podcast episodes please follow us at roaring 20s podcast oh my god why aren't you following us because i think about it you know what i think about i don't follow that many of the podcasts on instagram that i listen to you oh no yeah, we follow us. We're we on Instagram. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna post fun things. We put po- Brenna posts hilarious polls. They're so random. They just like I don't even know where they come from. Sometimes I'm like, what's the most random thing I could think of right now? I you love a poll. Used to have a talent at being random. Remember when you used to just write on my wall like, if bamboo tickles your cheeks, you must marry a magician. <laughs> you need to post that on Instagram oh yeah also if you don't follow us on Instagram you're really missing out because Brenna has been posting random things that I would post on her Facebook wall in like 2002 I just turned bright pink at thinking how did that that is the most random sentence in the world how did I just remember that wait how did you remember that I don't Julia it's been like maybe over a decade since you said that I'm literally pink right now I look like Patrick remember my exact phrasing of a weird sentence that I said 15 years ago holy shit and with that (laughs) i'm just impacting you left and right wow okay Okay. follow us on instagram if you want to see um things i post on brenda's wall in 2002 and most of all remember you you are are 10 out of 10 (laughs) goodbye everybody bye everyone Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.